0: Hello, welcome to the Grow Your Wealthy Mindset Podcast, where it is all about helping amazing physicians just like you create a wealthy life, free from burnout, and with the financial security to practice medicine on your own terms. I'm your host, Dr. Elisa John. Thank you for being a listener to the Grow Your Wealthy Mindset Podcast. With interest rates relatively high and uncertainty in the stock market, it seems like a lot of people are interested in keeping their money in lower-risk investments like high-yield savings accounts, CDs, and treasuries. Money in all these investments are perceived to be low-risk because they are backed or insured by the U.S. government. FDIC insurance protects your bank deposits in high-yield savings accounts and CDs, or certificates of deposit. Treasuries are fixed-income securities offered by the United States federal government. When you buy a treasury bond, note, or bill, you are lending money to the U.S. government and paid interest in return. Treasuries are said to have zero default risk, meaning they are guaranteed by the full faith and credit of the United States government. With lower risk also comes lower reward, which in this case means a lower return on investment compared to similar investments. Treasury bonds, called T-bonds for short, are offered in terms of 20 to 30 years. These are long-term investments and generally pay the highest interest rates compared to other treasuries. The value of these bonds will fluctuate more than other treasuries due to their long terms. Interest payments are made every six months and the face value of the bond is paid once the bond matures. Treasury bonds are issued at monthly online auctions held directly by the U.S. Treasury and sold in multiples of $100. The bond price and yield are determined during the auction. Once purchasing a T-bond at auction, an investor can hold the bond until it matures and redeem it for cash on the maturity date. T-bonds are also traded actively on the secondary market and can be purchased or sold through a bank or broker. When selling a T-bond on the secondary market before the T-bond reaches maturity, the face value is no longer guaranteed, meaning that the bond could be sold at a loss or less than the purchase price. So the face value is the purchase price. If you buy $1,000 of T-bonds, that $1,000 T-bond has a $1,000 face value. Treasury notes or T-notes are similar to T-bonds. The difference lies in the shorter terms. T-bonds are typically sold in terms of two to 10 years. Like T-bonds, they pay interest every six months until they mature. Because of the shorter term, T-notes tend to have a lower interest rate than T-bonds that are issued around the same time period. The actual yield for a T-note is determined at auction, the same as the T-bond. They're also sold in $100 increments. Also similar to T-bonds, T-notes can be bought and sold on the secondary market before they mature. The 10-year T-note is probably the most closely watched and most often traded of all the treasuries. Banks use a 10-year T-note as a benchmark rate for calculating mortgage rates. Treasury bills, or T-bills, are the shortest-term offering by the U.S. government, with maturity dates of 4, 8, 13, 17, 26, and 52 weeks. Unlike T-bonds or T-notes, T-bills don't pay periodic interest payments to investors. Instead, T-bills are auctioned off to investors at a discount to their face value, When the T-bond reaches maturity, the investor is then paid the face value, so the rate of return is based on the discount paid for the T-bill and the time of maturity. For example, an investor may purchase a 52-week or one-year T-bill with $1,000 face value and pay $960 for that $1,000 T-bill. That $40 difference between the purchase price and the face value is considered the interest paid. After 52 weeks of holding that T-bill to maturity, the investor then gets the $1,000 for the T-bill purchased for $960, earning $40 of interest, which amounts to a 4.4% interest rate in this case. If you do decide to purchase individual treasuries, there are two main options. Treasuries can be purchased by individuals through auctions on the Treasury Direct website. Auctions occur regularly and are announced several days in advance, though not all maturity dates are available on any given auction date. Past auction results are also available on the Treasury Direct website. When putting in a bid in an auction, there are two bidding options. With a competitive bid, you can set the rate, yield, or discount margin you would accept. Around 35% of the offering goes towards these competitive bids. If you select the option of non-competitive bid, you agree to the high rate, yield, or discount margin set up during the auction. The second option is to purchase treasuries through a bank or broker on the secondary market. If you go this route, you would contact the institution to redeem or cash out your treasuries. Any treasuries held at Treasury Direct will be cashed out at maturity with the money deposited into the bank account you connected to your Treasury Direct account. You can also select the Schedule Repeat Purchases option and choose the number of repeat purchases and their frequency so that maturing treasuries are automatically reinvested. This is most advantageous for T-bills with their short maturity dates, but can also be done with T-bonds and T-notes as well. Another type of treasury security issued by the U.S. government are treasury inflation-protected securities, abbreviated as TIPS. TIPS are indexed to inflation to protect investors from the decrease in purchasing power of money due to inflation. When inflation rises, Tips adjust in price to maintain their real value without their interest rate changing. In this way, investors will never receive less than the original invested principle. Note that tips are different from I-bonds. There's another podcast episode specifically on I-bonds. So when it comes to tips, let's go through an example. Let's say you buy $1,000 in tips with an interest rate of 2%. If there's no inflation measured by the consumer price index then you'll receive $20 in interest payments in one year if inflation rises to 3% then the $1000 principal is adjusted upward 3% to $1030 the coupon rate remains the same 2% the coupon rate being another name for the interest rate but it will be paid 2% on the principal amount of $1030 not $1,000. So then you would receive an interest payment of $20.60 for one year. If inflation rises by 3%, then the $1,000 principal is now adjusted upward 3% to $1,030. The coupon rate remains the same at 2%. But now that 2% will be paid on the principal amount of $1,030, not on the original $1,000. So you would receive an interest payment of $20.60 for one year. If deflation occurred, which means that inflation was actually negative, the principal would actually adjust downwards. If there was 1% deflation, the $1,000 face value would adjust to $990, and the 2% interest paid after one year would be $19.80. However, at maturity, an investor would receive no less than the principal invested of $1,000 or an adjusted higher principal, if applicable which is generally the case because we generally try to have small amounts of inflation and really avoid deflation. Although the examples I gave were for one-year interest payments, TIPS actually pays interest every six months based on the fixed interest rate set during the auction when it was sold. As demonstrated, the interest payment amounts vary with the rate as applied to the adjusted value of the tip, which is considered a bond. TIPS are issued with maturities of 5 10, and 30 years. Like T-bonds and T-notes, tips are sold at auction through treasury direct in $100 increments or can be bought from a bank or broker. Tips typically pay a lower interest rate than other treasuries. Their main advantage is inflation protection. If inflation is minimal, the advantage to tips increases. With the high inflation rates of 2022, many investors purchase tips for protection from inflation. Inflation also caused the Federal Reserve to increase interest rates to combat inflation. With a steep increase in interest rates, TIPS, along with the rest of the bond market, decreased in value. This shows how TIPS have the same underlying interest rate exposure as other bonds. TIPS are meant to protect investors against inflation over the long term, and they really aren't a hedge for short-term rising prices. TIPS are meant to keep up with inflation but not beat inflation. Treasuries also have the tax advantage that the interest income for treasuries are exempt from state and local taxes, but you do pay federal taxes on that interest income. For TIPS, the inflammation adjustment is considered taxable income, even though investors don't see that money until they sell the bond or it reaches maturity. For any treasuries you hold at Treasury Direct, investors can specify how much interest earnings to be withheld, up to 50%, in order to pay for taxes. Treasuries can also be purchased through mutual funds or exchange-traded funds. For example, Vanguard has VFISX, Vanguard Short-Term Treasury Fund, which is designed to track the U.S. Treasury 1-3-year to bond index. VSIGX, Vanguard Intermediate-Term Treasury Index Fund, is designed to track the U.S. Treasury 3 to 10-year bond index and VUSTX, Vanguard Long-Term Treasury Fund, invest only in T-bonds. You can go to Vanguard's site and look at what treasuries are held in each fund, including the coupon rate, maturity rate, face amount, and current market value. Many money market funds are also invested in T-bills. And remember, the coupon rate is really the interest rate, The maturity date is the date where the bond matures and gets paid out. The face amount is the original price that was paid for the bond. And the current market value is just what the bond is currently worth on the secondary market. Purchasing treasuries directly allows investors to avoid the management fees associated with mutual funds. Purchasing a bond fund pulls together multiple bonds with varying maturity dates and coupon rates. Consider that when a treasury is held to maturity, There would not be loss of principal, and treasuries can always be sold prior to maturity if you need cash on hand. While a bond fund has immediate liquidity as well, it does not have the upside of assuring zero loss when held to maturity, as a fund really has no maturity date. The bond fund constantly is purchasing and potentially selling bonds, and bonds are reaching maturity within the fund bond fund share prices will tend to decline when interest rates rise since the market value of bonds falls as interest rates rise. As interest rates rise, new bonds are available to purchase at higher interest rates. To make older bonds paying lower interest rates attractive, the market value of the bond declines compared to the face value so that the effective interest rate matches the current rising interest rate. If you own a $1,000 bond with a maturity date of 10 years, for 5% interest or $50 per year in interest payments. And then new 10-year bonds are issued paying 6% interest or $60 per year in interest payments. Then you would have to sell your older bond that's only paying a 5% interest rate for somewhere around $833.33, since 5% interest on $833.33 yields the same $60 a year in interest that a new bond would pay each year. While the face value of the bond remains 1000, the market value is actually closer to $833.33. Now that market value probably will be a little bit higher because the face value is 1000. And so when the bond matures, you still get the full 1000. But I'm just showing how that $1,000 bond with a 5% interest rate is less attractive than the $1,000 bond with the 6% interest rate. So people aren't going to buy that $1,000 bond at 5% when they could buy a new $1,000 bond at 6%. The opposite holds true as well. When interest rates fall, the market value of the bond can actually increase compared to its face value. If now 10-year bonds are paying 4% interest, your 10-year bond that pays 5% interest will increase in value to somewhere around $1,250, since $1,250 at 4% interest pays $50. In summary, treasuries are debt instruments issued by the U.S. government that are also traded on the secondary market. Treasuries differ from U.S. savings bonds, which are not discussed in this episode. U.S. savings bonds are not traded on a secondary market. Treasuries provide a low-risk investment that also provides liquidity, but generally has low returns compared to other investments available. They can help provide diversity and stability in an investment portfolio. Currently, with the stock market not necessarily rising and people having concerns of falling, and with relatively high interest rates being paid out right now, I can see why people would be attracted to purchasing treasuries as part of their portfolio at this time. Just remember, you do want to buy stocks when market prices are down because you're buying it at a discount, and no one really knows what movement the stock market is going to do in the future. So I wouldn't sell all your stocks in order to purchase bonds, but I do think bonds do have a place in your portfolio. Remember, I'm not a certified financial planner, so I'm not telling you what to do with your portfolio. But generally, having a well-diversified portfolio allows you to smooth out the ups and downs and bumps that naturally come with the value of any portfolio. I'm proud to announce that I will be speaking at WCICON Icon 2024 in Orlando on the subject of bonds. This episode is a tidbit of the information that will be part of that presentation. WCICON Icon is a fantastic conference to meet other physicians at varying stages of increasing their financial literacy. If you're coming to Orlando, please come find me. I'd love to meet you in person. And thanks for listening to the Grow Your Wealthy Mindset Podcast. See you next week. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could share it with your friends and colleagues. And now for the disclaimer. I am not a certified financial planner, accountant, or attorney, and nothing I say should be construed as professional investment, tax, or legal advice. This show is primarily for your education and entertainment. I am a physician, but I'm probably not your physician. So if you need any medical advice, please contact your own physician. Thank you.